College football is back in the biggest, most epic kickoff weekend ever. Top-ranked teams and top-tier matchups. We have as good an opening week slate of games than I can ever remember. Number 20, USC takes on the top-ranked defending champion Crimson Tide. Number 10, Notre Dame faces Texas. And number 11, Ole Miss battles the fourth-ranked Seminoles. The road to the college football playoff starts. Labor Day weekend on ABC, ESPN, and streaming live on the ESPN app. And watch ESPN. Red Sox get worked 10 to 4 at the fence today. They dropped two out of three of the Royals. We'll look back at the past week and then look ahead to the upcoming one. All tonight on Red Sox Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Go down 10 4 today to the Royals. Have a losing week. But hey, they're still in playoff contention, leading the wild card. I'm Mike Conley. This is another edition of Red Sox Wrap 360 alongside Kevin Finn. And we have a special guest in the house tonight. There he is. Actor, stuntman, former Schwartz Little Leaguer, Anthony Molinari. How you doing, Anthony? Doing good, Tony. Good to have you, brother. Good to have you. You may have seen him in such a great as The Fighter. Waxing old, of course. Black Mass, and in just what got released Friday, Hands of Stone. I'm so psyched this movie's coming out because I thought you looked like Roberto Duran for a long while, you know, especially when you rock the chin strap. You know, I think it's great. You know what I mean? Days come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, oh, wait, no, you know, you have to play Roberto Duran. No, I'm not playing. Oh. I was just done double. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, what about, uh, were you really double shifting on this one? There was, um, yeah, there was actually a couple of, I played a part in it, and then I also played Roberto's double. That's so awesome. did all the boxing choreography and stuff like that. Who's the kid who plays Roberto Duran? Uh, Edgar Ramirez. Right, okay. Yeah. Let's get Edgar Ramirez in here. Is he a Red Sox fan? <laughs> no, I'm not. Screw him. Screw him. We're happy to have you. I'm serious. I am serious. Uh, so you play an FBI agent in this one, right? No. Uh, this one I play a Marine. Yeah, oh, okay. This one's a Marine. The... The one from Cuba, the one we did about Hemingway's FBI. Agent. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting my uh, Anthony Molinar movies mixed it's up. All good. Hello. It's all good. Now, did, is it true you had some scenes with um, fellow Paisan Bobby De Niro in this one? This one we had a scene with Bobby. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Let's see if it makes a cut. How do you prepare going into that? I would prepare probably with being like, oh my lord, <laughs> I have a scene with Bobby De Niro, and then I would pass out. How did you do it? You know what? You just kind of. Put your pants on the same way they do. That's so it. it's uh, Robert is uh, no, he was he was actually he's very approachable, really easy, easy going, down to earth. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And the good news is you were able to convert him to a Red Sox fan, so I there think that's go. awesome. I know. Well yeah. done. Yeah, thank you. Well done. Yeah. Uh, so even though they dropped that one today, so the the Royals have been red hot uh, coming into this series. They won fifteen out of eighteen. So now, boop boop boop. They have won 17 out of 21. So ever since that, like, praying mantis came into their dugout, they have, like, much like <laughs> yeah, the rally is, monkey yeah, they from the angels, like, yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah. They have this rally praying mantis. Praying mantis, yeah. And they're, like, 17 and 4 with this praying mantis. So 
I don't know, the Red Sox got to bring in a beekeeper or start throwing insects down the dugout. I mean, whatever. What's going to get us off the staff? I mean, it, what's so disappointing is this, is because, and, you know, maybe this is, you know, kind of dependent on each other, but they put so much energy into that road trip, and they were looking for looking to that road trip like, okay, this is 11-gamer in four days. This is going to – and it was great. They had a 7-4 and four road trip. Fantastic. But – you know, they kind of left a few on the table where they sure. win the first two in Tampa and then they lose the last two in the fashion they did it. It's kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one one positive you can take out of the loss uh, here is that David Price did come up huge yesterday. I mean, without that, that performance from him, uh, you know, that's a really dark place that the Sox are in right now. So, I mean, he, he's, he's had a great uh, turnaround to the last four or five games, I think. He's and, won his last four starts. Right. And uh, I think he might have dipped his ERA below four. four. Uh, so, you know, that's you know so, something you can kind of hang your hat on. I mean, if he's going to be that guy, that, that's what he's there for. I mean, that's kind of a nice indication, hopefully, of what's going to come. I mean, that that's the hottest team in baseball. Mm-hmm. So he came in, he stopped him, and uh, the bats kind of responded. So that was nice to see. Yeah, the the bats have kind of quieted down. So it was good to see that outburst yesterday, Mookie and Hanram going back-to-back. That was awesome. Um, and like you say, the price start was fantastic. Uh, six innings pitched, two runs. And, you know, it looks like he's turning that corner. So, you know, at the end of the year, maybe all that hullabaloo in the first half is all for naught because he's going to wind up, you know, high teens and wins and, like, have an ERA in the low threes. That's David Price. And I keep going back to, I mean, it's there's a lot of pressure coming in to Boston, signing that contract, first year, you're moving in. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, that that doesn't get accounted for in wins and losses unless you, you know, really go out, like get shellacked and you're out of town before you know it, and then all of a sudden, you, you know, he couldn't adapt, you know, Carl Crawford type style. Right, right. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, when those guys end up settling down and, you know, they're two or three years into their career, they look back and say, hey, you know, Boston's a really tough place to play in the first year. There was a lot of acclimation going on, and, you know, I, it was hard to deal with. So I'm hoping that that has a lot to do with it. Because um, he definitely looked like he settled down, and he he likes that role. He likes being in that position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's starting to get back into that stopper contention, you know, where he's like now it's maybe him and Porcello neck and neck as to who right. would start, uh, you know, either a, a playing game or or a series opener. Uh, Anthony, who's been impressing you in the Red Sox season so far this year? Anybody kind of jumping off the page at you? Yeah, I mean it's. Ortiz, I mean, you get your. Poppy, obviously. I mean, yeah. you gotta love like the Ortiz and, and Moki. I mean, I mean, there's guys like Pedroia who like who gets overshadowed those guys a lot. Who I just I mean, he's always been one of my favorite. He always will be one of my favorite. He went on some. I mean, that crazy hitting streak right now that he's on. It's yeah. been fantastic. But I would say, yeah, you Moki would probably be the probably one of the more impressive ones. I mean. Seeing Is that, that like, Mookie's brother, <laughs> Mookie's brother, <laughs> Mookie from Mookie. <laughs> yeah, I mean Mookie's a stud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is what his second season. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, to see him come in and start performing like this after just two, two. I mean, second season, it's it's pretty impressive. I mean, he's. Yeah, I mean, I can hear. MVP. Oh, I like it. Underneath. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. I like where you going with that. See, yeah. Is he so as of right now? He's your AL MVP, probably. I would have to say he's right up there, if not the number one. Yeah. He's definitely got the numbers. 
you know, I, I, I'm still leaning Altuve to this point, you know, with my vote that I don't have. Wow. <laughs> so you're not even going to give your vote. So I think you're going to go with Altuve. Oh, if I vote. had a vote, I'd go Mookie. I'd right. be a homer. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. But, uh, you know, as somebody who liked is, you know, a guy who used to poke out the chads, uh, you know, at the ballpark as opposed to yep. vote <laughs> sure. online. Sure. I used to always vote for the guys that deserve to be sure. there. I was there, too. As, yeah. Altuve, you know, he's you know he's hitting three fifty five, oh, which is like better 30%, 30 points better than everybody. Still got 20 bombs, 20 steals. Sure. You know, I think he's the only 2020 man in the league other than Mookie. Wow. And Mookie's the only guy in the league that has 25 bombs and 20 steals. Wow. So he's the first Red Sox 2020 guy since Ellsbury in, like, I don't know, 011 maybe? Right. 012. Uh, you mentioned uh, Dustin Pedroia's hitting streak. Sick. He hit an 11 straight at-bats. Uh, the major league record is 12, last done by Walt Droppo back in 52. I know you had that one, Anthony. Um <laughs> There was also a Red Sox that hit in 12 straight. I believe it was in 38. And uh, if you know the answer to that, we'll tell you at the end of the show. But if you have it, do us a favor and tweet Kevin Finn with it at his uh, Kevin F. Finn. Yes. At Kevin F. Finn. You can see it if you're watching on the lower third of uh, Kevin's face, or at least early in the show you did. Uh, so hit him up with that. Let us know if you know the question. Otherwise, I'll give it to you then. Uh, so he's on that ridiculous hot streak. Boom, he, 11 hits. He's hitting over 450 since they moved him in the leadoff spot. Right. Dude is absolutely raking. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, was dismissed from the team today because uh, he had a death in his family. His uh, wife's father, right, passed away. So, and they're saying he'd be with the team tomorrow night, maybe halfway through the game, uh, depending on what he gets it, because they didn't put him on the bereavement list. Because mm-hmm. if you go on the bereavement list, it's a minimum of three games yeah. missing. So they decided not to do that. Apparently, he sent Farrell a tweet like, "Yeah, I'll be back enough to hit a game winner in the ninth. No big deal." <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we love that that's guy. That's why we love. That's him. why we love him because he's, he's cocky down and backs and dirty. It up. No, <laughs> how, how much of this uh, like resurgence? And this Moncada, like the threat of Moncada, and having to like, yeah, you better move him over because you, there is no conversation. There is no quarterback controversy. No. Like you're not. He is not going to give you a reason. That you can bring up the stud doesn't matter if that kid hit 450 in in Double A right now. It doesn't matter because yeah. I've been doing it and I've been here for this long, and there is no curtailing with my with my skill level. Yeah. I, there's got to be a little bit to that because th- I, he's coming up hopefully in September, and they've got him at third base and they've moved him over. They moved him over, so it, obviously Dabrowski it, knows it's like number 15's going nowhere. He responded <laughs> in kind. You know, to the the output, it was like. So you think it was a little motivation from down on the I farm? Do, I, I do think that, like you know, uh, every every player needs different motivations. It was like you know, Roger Clemens when he left, he needed that that like disrespect from the Red Sox to go out and do what he did, or whatever. And it was like in a couple cycles of roids. In a couple cycles of roids, <laughs> and every time, every once in a while, those players need that that just you know that, and not that Petey wakes up in the morning eats a like bowl of glass I think and then like <laughs> runs four miles you know but you know it's just it's the extra motivations that he you know, he wakes up with the automatic motivation but it's like he I think he's determined to kind of go out on his terms or at least he's realizes he's going to leave and say hey he's going to make it as hard as possible for you to make that decision yeah you know definitely 
And, you know, after the glass breakfast and the run, he's still the first of the ballpark. <laughs> you you know what all I mean? That, yeah, you know? bloodied and everything. <laughs> yeah, ready just, I'm ready to hit. Yeah, stitch me up. Yeah. I'm ready. I did it again. I read an interesting article this week. I forget where it was, but uh, of Dombrowski saying that, like, he should work on his quickness or something this this past off season because, you know, if you kind of look at the advanced metrics defensively on Pedroia, it's kind of like he went down the last couple seasons. So, mm-hmm. And now he's kind of back to being his, you know, golden gun. Of Carol, golden glove caliber self that we all expect yeah. from old one five. So uh, get back as soon as you can, man. Sorry for the loss, Dustin. Uh, yes, uh, it, you know who's coming out of his funk. Thankfully, actually, before we move on for the Makata talks, he's coming up hopefully right with the September call-ups. You got to think, that, which is cool. this week. You know, you know. and. It's not like there's not a space open for him. I mean, old mm-hmm. Travis Shaw coming in today's game was four for his last 41. Mayor's, yeah. Yeah. He's been on vacation. The, ma- the, mayor, of, of, the yeah. mayor of Ding Dong City? Yeah. <laughs> He's... It's a great nickname. <laughs> yeah, like you it. know, I wish the mayor would uh, stay. You know, hit, 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 hit a few more. Dong, we, that, Ding Dong City is a small place, so you know, sometimes he's around, sometimes he's not. Population is about twelve. Yeah. It's been stuck on yeah, twelve for a while. Yeah. But um, oh man, the the thing that really jumps out me with this Red Sox team and why it's so great to follow them so religiously is that. This is like the most athletic team the Red By Sox far. have ever had I, that I ever you remember know? seeing. I, it was like I saw like Chris Young beat out a like infield <laughs> thing today, and I was like, "Wow!" It's like Chris Young, and he's like our what fifth most athletic right. guy. And it's like I was thinking of him like transposed on some of the teams I cheered for growing up in like the eighties and stuff. You know, I was like, this guy would have been the most athletic guy on the team. Easily, you know, it was like until we got Ellis Burks, I, yeah. I, it was like. Oh wow! Fast people can't play baseball. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, you know, we, we never get them. You yeah. know, and now it's like all these guys. We got P. I mean, Petey's maybe going to steal twenty for the first time in a while. You know, we got a twenty twenty guy in Mookie. Xander could get there. It's going to be great to see once they take that strategy into the playoffs. You know, the, I don't remember a Red Sox team with this much speed going into the playoffs and really. It's got to be part of the strategy. They, they you know, they, 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 obviously they want to let the big guys hit, but there's so much speed on the base path that oh. you know when we start getting into these two to one ball games, hopefully in the playoffs, mm-hmm. that speed is going to be just tough to deal with. Yeah, you know, and you would think that it just makes sense connecting the dots on that, that speed kills and all that stuff and it never slumps but they haven't been that good in one run games this year and on those low scoring games they're, they're not that good you know when they score under four runs they're like 10 and 34 or something you know but they did pick up a couple wins on this latest trip uh in, under those circumstances but hopefully we can chuck that up to youth a little bit young team yeah you know maybe a little bit of gun shy maybe they're sitting back waiting for poppy to do something mm-hmm. you know maybe they're a little bit hesitant but uh you know maybe Moncada can spice things up even a little bit more that that's one thing that the the young players have not they're they're not shy with this team yeah and if he comes and gives another bolt to the offense that def- definitely could use a little jolt right now uh, that'd be interesting to see uh, they you know force more hands and see what see what Farrell can do with him now having a platoon him maybe through left field and third base. Mm-hmm. It, re- it reminds me a little bit of a jolt they got from a youngster third baseman back in 013. 
guy by the name of, <laughs> you guessed it, Xander Bogots. I got to cut you off there. I think you were going to say Bogots. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> 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 Seriously, so Xander played third that year instead of short. Yep. It was un- unbelievable and very uh, clutch in that uh, playing good D and uh, to the 013 title, which we all cherish so much. So he could definitely, he could definitely give a little boost in that regard. And you know, it's one thing if he's displacing a guy that's going good right now, but mm-hmm. like I say, Travis Shaw not going too good. And, you know, Aaron Hill, yeah. And one thing he's going to do is automatically he's going to come in and he's going to be a late inning, you know, base, you know, Poppy gets on for the double in, you know, 10th inning. We're going to see him come out. Yeah. And he's going to be excited and he's going to be fresh legs and he's going to want to make an impact. Yeah. And I love seeing those guys coming in September because it's mm-hmm. like it gets everybody going, you know. That's kind of what I was thinking initially, but now I think he's just going to be a fixture at third base and in yeah. there from the stop. Yeah. You know. Uh, until someone takes it from him, you know, give him the opportunity. Hits you know? well against lefties. Yeah. So at the very least, he's going to be platooning in that situation. But it's like give him a shot for some righties too. He he went deep today. Went lead off for Portland. He went hit a lead off home run. This kid's the number two prospect in all of baseball. Cuban got a thirty one and a half million dollar signing bonus from the Red Sox last year. Mm. Sick, mm. sick. Mm. Only twenty one years old. The body's ready. Uh, hopefully the mind is too, and it'll just get raking. Gotta love it. Uh, so Erod, it was good to see Erod back on the bump today. He was a little up and down. It was more like the bullpen let him down today. But, uh, it was good to see him at least healthy. Uh, that's his first start since he threw four no-hit innings back in Baltimore before that hamstring came up. He looked great. That was tough to see, because I was watching that game when he went out, and it was just... Really strange to see. Well, not strange, but it was tough to see. And it was the best he's looked in a Red Sox oh, uniform. Oh, oh. Yeah. And that's a tough lineup too. Yeah, <sighs> he was he was dealing that day very much. Yeah. So I mean, they have to be smart with him. You know, if that hamstring you know hasn't healed up, then you know we do have that option, Mister Clay Buckholtz, who pitched very well in his last stop. And, you know, and like since they put him into that bullpen role, he's been kind of that bouncing back and forth between spot starter and playoff guy. You know, I know this is a long time Red Sox. You know, you like the long time Red Sox guys. Is this guy better in the bullpen, or are we going to see him be a starter in the rotation before the end of the season? Why wouldn't you start him? Well, he got rocked. He was in the starting rotation earlier this mm-hmm. year. And, you know, other guys are pitching better than him right now. So right now our starting rotation is Price, who's pitching better than him. Porcello's mm-hmm. pitching better than him. Stephen Wright, who's an all-star, the knuckleballer, pitching yeah. better than him. And Pomerantz. So, Pomerantz. And, by the way, another guy who you're probably going to see part of the September call-up, Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. Who, he, you know, I mean, if he's given the opportunity to start, which who knows what happens, you know, with timing and injuries and, you know, this yeah. time of year. I mean, he could make an impact, and he could be, you know, potentially a problem for Buckholz as far as trying to get that spot. I think Buckholz would have to have a collapse in order for Kelly to leapfrog him because I think right now, especially with he's put in they, work, he's well, put in work. When Buckholz they, when is they put, put in work, yeah. And when they put Kelly down uh, as a Pawtucket, they made him into a reliever, thinking that he was going to be a Come reliever back, coming yeah. up. So I don't I think we'll see him start, you know, until uh, twenty eight. 2017, if he is going to go back to starting at all, but, but he's going to come back up. You probably no question. You He'll know? be with the first call and, up. But and he's also going to be kind of if if Buckholz isn't starting, isn't turned into a starter, he's going to be kind of 
competing with Buckholz a little bit. No, you well, think, I you mean, think Buckholz still the 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 premier or uh, the preferred option out of the. Well, I think he's going to be uh, the guy that, that's a little more lengthened out already, so he can yeah. be the long man. And I think the hot, the best case scenario for Kelly and his ninety seven mile an hour cheese is that hopefully he can harness that, not walk guys, and maybe be in that eighth inning mix where right. nobody's really taking a hold of that position, or at least well, like a one batter guy. You know, yeah, maybe. I mean, you'd like to see him. You More know, I'm saying high point. You know, mm-hmm. ceiling for him would be great if he could emerge as a lockdown eighth inning guy because nobody's really taking that role and run with him. You know, and Matt Bonds, like Tazawa, who was the eighth inning guy, you know, past four years, he looks out of gas like yeah. he has the past two seasons at this time. And you know, so you got to be looking, you know, for somebody else. And you know, I thought maybe Heath Embry could kind of maybe rally to be that guy. Maybe Matt Bonds, but then Matt Bonds gets worked here on Sunday for five runs, doesn't even record an out. Yeah. So uh, you know, we talk about a lot about the facets on the the baseball team: starting pitching, bullpen, and hitting. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like this: this Red Sox team. They just can't seem to get them all going all at once. at the same time. And, yep. you know, while that is discouraging, it's also encouraging because maybe when they put that all together, it's like midway through September. Right. And sure. they can keep that rolling when it counts, you know. So um, what do you want to talk about, buddy? Who's your favorite Red Sox of all time? Mm, yeah. Dewey Evans. Yes. Nice. Yes. Love that. Jeez. And I'm glad you bring up Dewey Evans, okay, <laughs> because Mookie Betts. Through a very Deweyan laser beam this week nice. in that Tampa series, when he threw out Kamaya, and that was like a game saver. I believe he was coming into the third at the top of the inning with that being the tying run. Right, and uh, Kamaya is no slow dude. Nope, you know he's probably one of the ten fastest guys in the American. It had League. to be a perfect throw. Had to be, mm-hmm. and it was a laser beam. I mean. Hang your wash on that line. <laughs> yes. You know? It's like it was Dirty going over yeah. like Petey's uh, you know, head. He's like <laughs> hanging up some socks. Mm. The uh but it was just a rope and he got him like right there. And Kim I even said he's like, I'd do it again, it would have taken a perfect throw. Well, have a seat on the bench. It was a perfect yep. throw. Uh, taste it. <laughs> so that's like, you know, so Mookie's like not only is he putting up these extraordinary offensive numbers, yeah. but you know, his Asset. defense as well, you yeah. know, it's just incredible. Um, so JBJ in the nine spot, what do you think about that? JBJ dropping back to the nine spot, he has been kind of cooling off yep. a little bit. He's one of the bats that's kind of getting cool. Um, so hopefully that kind of reinvigorates him. That's yeah. where he first mm-hmm. started becoming a hammering exactly. major league hitter. So exactly. I do kind of like it. Uh, and it's it's almost like kind of a, a necessity you know, with Ben Attendee being out because he kind of locked down that nine spot as a guy that can get on and set the table in front of Petey, you know. Yep. We've got to have the laser show, you know, get get some RBI opportunities. And, you know, JBJ will provide that. So, um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I kind of like it. You know, I, I'm a little dismayed at the fact Ben Attendee went down when he did because mm-hmm. he's a guy that can also fill in in center field. So you could give Jackie... You know, a, a mental day. You yep. know, a couple mental days when you have Ben attending. Now I don't think he. We have the luxury to do that. I think he's just got to play every day. Uh, but the the news is good on Ben attending. They had a second MRI and they've done a, a bunch of tests. And there's no structural damage. It's still a sprain. Uh, and it is the knee and not the ankle because when they showed the replay, he was yeah. rolling his ankle, but it was the knee that really took the brunt of it because it was yeah 
But if you look at it, it's like the knee, the ankle rolls, but I think that kind of takes your attention because the knee kind of hyperextends. Hyperextended, yeah. and then he, like, jackknifed it. Yeah, yeah, it kind of bends the wrong way, you know? Yeah. You know, stranger to a hyperextended knee being in the business you're in. No fun, no fun. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matty Damon do Is all it? his own stunts here on this great wall? <laughs> What's the deal? You, you, you coming back healthy after oh uh, the trip? One piece, let's put it that that's way. It. Yeah, yeah, that's how we, we walk back. We didn't I mean so. I thought you were leaving all that stunt stunts work in your rear view, and you're going to be a hot shot actor. Yeah, you know, now. You know it's a little was, easier on the body. It was a, it was an interesting one. They called me last year to go on it for the run of the show, and I, it was just a long time away, and it was in Beijing, China. So, um, yeah, I, I turned it down, and um, and I had a funny feeling they were going to call me back for the reshoots, and they did, and um, so it was a good two week. Kind of easy in and out, easy to, I mean, easy shoot. But uh, working with the Chinese, man, it's, it's tricky, yeah. especially when it comes to the movie business. Yeah, like, they're just not, uh, yeah, they're just not as Hollywood savvy as we are out here. Savvy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm putting that in a politically nice way. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the resources were thin. Yeah, because you speak fluent Cantonese, oh, yeah, so I would have thought it would have been smooth as silk. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you know? That, Shay, that, Shay. That's odd. But yeah, I imagine there's some. Uh, so what do you do? Does everybody walk around with a translator? Yeah. No, yeah, everyone had a translator. Um, Matt was incredibly gracious on the shoot. I mean, like, it's huh. amazing how a guy, like, at this level, like, w- where it's like, I mean, the set was scorching hot. I mean, it was just like, we're in an inside a theater, but their, their, their idea of AC is like a couple of guys down below with some fans and stuff like that. It was, it was crazy, but... Uh, I was thought everything was going to change. You wouldn't let him there. come into your trailer and yeah. use the AC? <laughs> no, exactly. Uh. The only way it goes off limits for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, great guy. Uh, it was fun to work with Matt. He was very, very professional, stuff like that. Mm. Obviously a huge Boston fan. That was actually the only thing we ever talked Hence about. Hence the grace. Yeah. I think everybody's grace you know, kind of goes up 20% when yeah. they're a Red Sox fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to think so, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he was great, man. He was great to work with. That's he was cool. a lot of fun. Action film. You know what I mean? It should be interesting. It should be a So a lot of work man. for you. Yeah, real lot. Yeah, yeah. It's good yeah. to see you came yeah. back in one piece, bro. Yeah, you know, it happens that way, hopefully, all the time. We love to have you here on this. This is probably going to be a program that seen by a lot more eyes than uh, this great wall movie you're talking about. <laughs> uh, what, um, so you got to be psyched. Uh, the playoffs are back in Boston. you got to love it. Right now, the Sox are first in the wild card division. Yanks still not out of it. They have this youth movement. Kansas City, a team that was out of it three weeks ago, not out of it. Not out of it. So they, and that's why this kind of this series was kind of a pivotal one for the Red Sox. You know, even though it wasn't an AL East opponent, it's like this is a wild card opponent, and a wild card opponent you really don't want to see yeah, sure. uh, come the postseason because they're the defending champs. Mm-hmm. You know, and that bullpen that they've relied upon so heavily. You know, in the last two seasons, and really what they've hung their hat on, their success, starting to shape back into form. You know, they kind of had a tough middle two months of the season, but now Herrera's kind of lights out that kid, uh, Shram or Stram or whatever they had in there today. He throws hard. They're getting Wade Davis back. Would have been nice to see the Red Sox take two out of three. Mm. But, hmm. And it was tough to see them, them drop the ones in Tampa. You know, the, the, the way That's they tough. did it. The way they, they they were getting good pitching performances and they just the, the bats weren't there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think uh, I could have had a little bit easier time swallowing this whole situation if if they had done a better job in Tampa Bay. The Royals, you know, that's just that's a hot team, you know. We got a win out of our ace, but 
you, you gotta you gotta do better against Tampa Bay. I know, especially when you win the first two games of that series, you think, okay, we can take three out of four at the very least, and then they drop those two. It's kind of tough. Um, what are we looking forward? What do they get? Who's coming up next? Uh, we'll we'll hit that up in just a second. But one guy I just want to throw some props to Pomerantz is making some strides. His last three starts, uh, he's been sick and. Oddly enough, and I don't know if this goes hand in hand, all three starts caught by Brian Holiday. So I don't know if these guys are kind of, you know, getting a little chemistry going, getting Definitely. on a run, much like kind of the buckholz Leon marriage sure. from the end of the year last year. Yep. And hopefully, I mean, this kid's uh, curveball is ridiculous. His last start, he's I think he had stuff. 20 swing and misses, you know. So oh. he's really rounding into form if we can get Erod there. This, this has been, you know, I know the knock... Uh, everybody has been having on the Red Sox this year has been the starting pitching, but really in August it's been kind of a strength and one of the better staffs in baseball. It yeah. has, and, and, and unfortunately, it's like you said before, they just haven't. It's like one thing goes down, the other st- st- goes up. It, and it, when they've had good pitching, they, they've been ice cold hitting. When they've been red hot hitting, the, the starting pitching's been terrible. So. You know, if they can just get everything clicking at the same time or at least have a little bit more consistency than they've had, I think, you know, I don't want to be facing this team in September if you're another AL team. Yeah. I don't want to be staring down the Red Sox because what they can do to a starting pitcher, and they've always had this, and Chili Davis preaches, you know, net, you know, I forget what it is. It's like, uh, keep the line going or whatever. Yeah. Keep the line going. And, uh, I mean, they just do a really good job of wearing down starting pitching. And it's, you know, that's, that's a huge part of the playoffs and getting through and all that. It's like, where's your starting pitching at? And if you want to go into the first series and get worn down by the Red Sox, I don't think so. Yeah. Cause they really have like every time. And you know, you hear a lot recently about, they talk about length, you know, in like a, a lineup, and a lineup has length, and that just means like you have every single guy in that lineup is a guy that has good command Smack. of the strike zone and is gonna, you know, yeah. get you know, work it into a hit as Give count. It a good yeah. yeah, and you know, I heard an interesting stat today about your boy Mookie, mm-hmm. and when he's ahead in the count, he's hitting five fourteen. Uh, mm. Yeah. So this kid, and you know, much like you say, you know, young kid, but he's like already turning Season. into one of the top five to ten players in the entire league mm-hmm. already in his second year. And I'm just so stoked we have him. You know, we yeah, don't do just, anything foolish like trade him for Cole Hamels or something like that. You know, it seems like he's just uh, you know picking Poppy's brain whenever he can too, which is always like kind of cool to hear. He's like, I'm trying to get as much information as I can, and yeah. he's always willing to learn, and you know, and picking Chili Davis's brain and yep. picking. Uh, Lavello's brain. He's always talking to somebody in that yeah. that uh, dugout. I just love to see it. You know, yeah. um, you know, and it's they they say about that's where we when we drafted Mookie uh, when we did because of his intangibles. We knew he had the five tools, but it was the intangibles that really put him over the top. And because some people were saying at the time they kind of overdrafted him, but uh, you were wrong. Yeah, people, the did. kid is a stud. Uh, yeah, looking ahead, Anthony. We have those very same Tampa Bay Rays coming in for three, mm, right? right? And then the Sox go out west on another road trip, right? Day off on Thursday. Day off on Thursday, and then they'll start in Oakland on the trip? For three games cool. on Friday. Okay. 
Friday, Friday Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Gotcha. So that'll be another, I think that's a 10-gamer or a 9-game trip, uh, that next road trip. And this is just part of that kind of murderous schedule travel-wise that the Red Sox have here in the second half. But when you look at the teams they're playing, you know, a lot of them are kind of under, under, under 500, you know, teams from here on out. So they got to get three out of San Diego. They go into San Diego after Oakland. Oakland's a mess right now. Yeah. And San Diego's... Yeah. What's interesting is like, and this is because of that loaded schedule, the way they changed it a few years ago, where you play uh, your division very heavily. You play like 19 games versus every team in your division. So, I mean, this is where it really makes for some awesome races, you know, because the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, Baltimore, and the Yankees, all of those teams have two remaining series with each of the other ones. Right. So it's fantastic. fantastic. It's going to be played out here, and it's, yeah, it's I mean, going to make some exciting baseball. Yeah, I mean, the Sox have nine games left with the Yankees, I think, before the end of the season. Right. That's right. a lot of baseball with the Yankees. If they, you know, to, if that was a tight, tight series, I mean, mm-hmm. that's just incredible. And the last series of the season, Toronto. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably going to come down a bit. Yeah. If you hope it is. Put that anywhere, Anthony. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, you've got to hope they can take two out of three on the road versus Oakland and two out of three at home versus them. So it's got to be a four and two week. Got to keep churning. Because even though the Red Sox are, you know, they have, I think, the third best record in the second half in all of baseball or fourth, like Toronto's like number two or something. So right. it's like, and Baltimore, it looks like, see, they have uh, their best guy, their best pitcher on the DL right now, Tillman. So it looks like maybe... You know, midnight is striking a little bit on their uh, starting staff, so uh, that'd be nice. Uh, what? Uh, so, th- moving forward, got to get the bats going. Got to get all those facets on the same page. I'm a little worried about this bullpen now. I would like to get maybe a Koji back. I heard he was throwing hard. I heard That's he was the word. So this is the case. I, I mean, if he could come back and be like 013 Koji. I mean, I know he's 41, 42, but, you know, to be a mix in that eighth inning where nobody's, like I say, taking hold right now, it would be nice to get a, a legitimate Koji back in there. Nice to be seeing him getting hugs from Poppy. It's always nice to see. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that dude hugs everybody when he comes through, right? Yeah. Oh, man. What else do you want to talk about, Anthony? Oh, we got mm. Yeah. You're going to get social media? Maybe next time. I mean, so what I'm saying to you is, Ant, and I know your mind is formal, you know, it's the end of August, beginning of September. Yeah. Your head is firmly entrenched in one New England Patriots football team. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's baseball left good. to be played, and it's going to be pivotal and exciting. Well, September's always the best month. You know what I mean? You come in, and September's always, like, it's fun to see, like, Who's hot? Who's cold? Like who's the Cinderella team? I mean, who's? I mean, it'd be interesting. I, I see a lot of promise for the Sox coming up. I, I mean, I'm excited. The youth, I think, is going to really like play a key factor here at the end of the season. Yeah. And going into September, I mean, I can just see them going into a hot streak. I mean, I, I really see them going like really hot. Ooh. Yeah, so. I hope you're right, man. Yeah. I hope you are right. Uh, what else, Kev? You got anything else before we uh, put a wrapper on this one? No, you know. I'm, Are you sure? We probably got about well, three couple, minutes to fill. Yeah. Um, you know, how's when, when, while we in a Sherman Oaks Little League? Uh, I'm just curious about oh. like this. I'm sorry, I got to throw. No, please jump in. Kaepernick. Wow. Oh, the whole 
Not stuff. standing up for the national anthem. I heard something about it in passing. I, Why is he I saying just, he does I, that? Um, oppression to black people, like black people are dying, or I mean, it's some there's some oppression. So he's oh. like, he's like, so it's a black slide matter thing. It's a, it's a, I think it's a matter of like, there's something that's not being acknowledged, and uh, I'm gonna sit while the national anthem is being played from now on, oh, man, until it's acknowledged. I mean, it just save the save the just, like. To me, it was just a little. I mean. I thought it was even just even more non-patriotic to to sit. I mean, considering that like, how many African Americans have like fought for America? I mean, I think it's just I, it was it was a it was a bizarre it's a bizarre way to get your message across. Is the way I, I think when Carmelo and LeBron made that call for action, yeah. for, I think they were talking to the elite athletes <laughs> of each of the yeah. sports. So, yeah. Colin, you know, take yeah, yeah. this as some free the- advice. <laughs> get back. <laughs> to the play you were a few years ago, Seriously. and then start Stand the social up. statements. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because right now you're rubbish, and Blaine Gabbert could actually start over you. Okay. <laughs> good, good so point. take a look in the mirror. Maybe start having some glass breakfasts, and then you can make your uh, social statement. Take a take a note from Petey. Yeah. You know who's been having some glass breakfasts? Tom Brady looks thin. Does he not look thin this year? I mean, he looks really, real. I mean, he's really taking that diet to the next level because he looks like. Obviously strong and not like unhealthy or whatever, but he does look as thin as I remember him looking in yeah, recent I mean, years. His you know, wife's got him on that. He's only uh, eating like kale and blueberries yeah, the yeah. entire year. You know, avocado rich. ice cream. Hey, if you're gonna play in your mid forties in the NFL, I have no problem with it. No, I, I have no problem with it. Yeah. I don't have to do the diet. You know, he looks great. I mean, I take a little pause if, like, in order for Tom Brady to play in the forties, every fan had to adopt that diet. I might be like, mm. Mm, how about 42, Tom? You know, <laughs> let's get Jacoby Brissett ready. Um, it was good to see him out there the other night, though. Yeah. And that first ball he throws is an absolute rope Zip. to Zip. Dobson. Hot. Yeah. It's obviously right between the numbers because Dobson can't catch anything <laughs> with his hands. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm, I'm surprised he's still around. i got to be honest with you. Me too. Shocking. Yeah. And I thought he was like... going to be good. He made, like, one of the best catches I've ever seen in college. You know? Yeah, you thought he was going to be great, but yeah. then, like, since then, the fact that he's still hung around is always kind of strange to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I would almost, like, hey, get, they got rid of Nate Washington, but, like, a guy like that I could have seen come up and just, like, maybe gotten that guy cut at some point, but he's yeah. always kind of hung around. He just must have, I think he's just got awesome skills, but he can just, because he gets hurt a lot, and I think he must make great plays in practice, but just can't really keep it all together. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, fans, we are. Um Feeding to talk about some football, and we will do that in earnest come uh, September 7th, where we'll have our first episode of Patriots Wrap 360. So we'll be back on you then, so circle that on your calendars for that. We'll be talking about all the off-season moves for the Pats and the preseason and looking ahead to the first game. So that'll be coming up on September 7th. And as far as uh, Red Sox Wrap 360, we were on a little late this week because they were the late game, but next week we'll be back at a normal time, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. Uh, sunny evenings, if you uh, want to tune into us live. Uh, Hopefully, the Sox will be completing a sweep of the San Diego Padres like on September 7th. Ooh, I like that. That I would be good. Nice. Vaulting them into first place in the AL East, setting up for a weekend matchup with the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm. September 9th, 10th, and 11th. Well, we won't get too ahead of ourselves because we'll have some programs of this very program between now and then. 
Uh, thank you guys all for tuning in for us. Uh, we always appreciate it. You know where to find us here at AfterBuzz TV. For Kevin Finn and Anthony Molinari, I'm Mike Conley. Thanks, guys. Go Sox. Go Sox. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.